Blog Talk Radio. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. Welcome to Cincinnati Business Talk Radio. Thanks for listening. Today, uh, we're going to be talking to John Cacaro. He is the President and CEO of Employer's Choice Plus. John, thanks for joining us here in the studio. Great to be here, Mike. Great. Let me tell the folks a little bit about John and a little bit about Employer's Choice Plus. John is a graduate of Xavier University after college. John began his career as a workers' compensation account representative attending industrial commission hearings. For 15 years, John worked in numerous aspects of workers' comp, learning with the goal of improving the financial situation for employers in his mind. In 1996, John established ECP as a professional employer organization, or a PEO. I like to call those, John, employee leasing companies. Yes, that's correct. Then he became a third-party administrator for workers' comp. EPC in Westchester uh, over the last 16 years has increased his business to promote prompt expansion several times, which started with only a handful of employees and has grown to well over 40 employees and counting. ECP now offers employers assistance in workers' comp, human resources, unemployment, payroll, and payroll tax reporting. In uh, 2010, John founded a new company. That's a new company, WorkStar Health Services. Correct. That is a managed care organization, or MCO. This is to provide medical claims management for employer, higher employers. Uh, that's where someone has a workers' comp case the bad back, and you guys monitor medically what should be done? We come in and case manage the claim and get the employee back to work as soon as possible. That's really important. To minimize the cost of workers' comp. That's correct. Are there very many companies here in our area that do uh, the same magnitude of work that you guys do? No, we're a little bit different than uh, most of the companies in the area. By providing such an array of services, a lot of our competitors will focus in on maybe one area, but we're one of the only companies that focuses on as many as what we do. We continue to try to improve our product line with the the workers' comp, the payroll, the human resources, any kind of services that a company might want to outsource to help improve their bottom line, while at the meantime gaining benefit by being involved with a company who can provide them a lot a lot more in a benefit package, uh, 401Ks, 
health insurance, everything that comes along with employee leasing, they're able to obtain through us. So our whole goal is to come in and reduce the cost for an employer in many different ways, at the same time adding benefits that they may not be eligible for on their own. Uh, For instance, our 401k program, you have to have, if you're an individual company, you have to have upwards of 500 employees or more to obtain the platform that we currently have. Since we have 4,000 employees under our employee leasing program, we qualify for that higher platform. What that means is the employee, their cost when they put their money into a 401, the load charge or the surcharge is a lot less than it would be if they were a smaller company. So the management fees are dramatically reduced. Dramatically, as much as 50% or more. Wow. If you're a small company with five or ten employees and you're in your own 401k, your administration fee could be up to 2%, where ours runs as low as one-half of 1%. Wow. So there's a big difference. It is a big difference, and there's also a lot more to pick from within the programs because of the the volume that we do. We can offer just so many different programs as far as bonds and funds and mutual funds and everything else that goes along with it um, that just aren't available to smaller companies. Right. If a company wanted to uh, reduce headcount in their own HR department, could you take over that whole functionality for them? Yes, we do. We've done that quite a few times. We've come into companies that are downsizing, especially with the way the economy's been for the last couple of years, and they're, you know, they no longer have an HR person. They look to us to fulfill that that spot because maybe it's only a part-time job now. Yeah, we don't need to, to have a full-time person in there, and even having their own part-time person gets to be expensive. That's correct. So with look at with us uh, with the advantage of employee leasing that comes with the entire package, and included in that is you know we write the handbooks, we help with the hiring and firing practices and procedures, and we can educate our clients on how to do that in a better way. So there again, they can also reduce costs in those areas as well because it's very expensive to bring people on, train them, lose them, fire them, or they leave and then you have to start the process all over again. So The whole issue of employee handbooks too, keeping that up to date. That's correct. We we take ours out annually. Um, you know, we follow all the updated laws and we also send them out to uh, our law firm that works very close with us just to make sure that we're complying with all the rules and, uh, you know, it's such an involved uh, system we have now, uh, the burden on the employer with all the regulations is just overwhelming, and it's very hard for a company to keep up on those, and that's why they bring us in, in uh, to do it for them. So a lot of people may not be fully familiar with employee leasing, just to, to touch base on that for a moment. In the employee lease arrangement, who is the employer? We are the employer of record, so Employer's Choice Plus or ECP. We would be the employer of record, but we work hand-in-hand with our client employer. Uh, You'll even notice things on the check. Um, It's a real partnership. You'll notice even on a paycheck, it'll have ECP ECP as well as our client's name on the paycheck. So we don't want the client, our client, to lose that uh, relationship they've had with that employee for 10, 15, 20 years. Um, It's more of a, what we call a co-employment, and we're there to provide better benefits, but at the same time, we want to keep those personal relationships um, where they have been for all those years. Okay. That's good. That's good. And you migrated your company from being a employee leasing company or professional employer organization to adding workers' comp. That's correct. My background when I got out of college was 
I started in the workers' comp field, and I started like anybody else would at the very bottom rung, and I learned everything that there was to learn from taking workers' comp hearings. state of Ohio is a little bit different than some of the other states. The other states have insurance companies who actually cover employers for workers' comp. In Ohio, we're in a monopolistic state where you pay premiums into the state of Ohio, and then the state pays the claim. So it's a little bit different. So it gives us a unique opportunity in Ohio to handle and control claims costs for an employer. So my background was taking workers' comp hearings, doing rating processes, rating reviews, and just getting a very good background. I did that for 15 years before I started the employee leasing uh, part of our business. So you were really on the inside of uh, workers' comp. Absolutely. I knew everything from uh, A to Z in comp, and I've been exposed to just about every possible uh, situation after those years. I I handled uh, the firms I worked for. We handled national companies and uh, that were located in Ohio. So I had uh, many, many hours and years of, of intense workers' comp training. So your company's in Westchester. Uh, are you legally allowed to work with companies in northern Kentucky? Yes, we have quite a few uh, companies in Kentucky that are clients. Uh, employee leasing is something you can do um, across all 50 states. There's no limit to employee leasing. As a matter of fact, employee leasing really got started in the state of Texas, Florida, and California, and it's been around for many, many years, probably 20 or 30 years in those states. Uh, in Ohio, it came into existence somewhere around 1992, three, and it's just grown um, from that point, I was probably one of the first five or six companies that started employee leasing in the in the uh, state of Ohio. Um, and then we have just had seen tremendous growth over the years in the industry, um, not only in Ohio but across the country. And the workers' comp in uh, Northern Kentucky is that a business that you're in? Yes, it is. We do contract with. Uh, it's called Kimi, and uh, through Kimi. We obtain our workers' comp coverage, which we can extend to our client companies as well. Um, the other pieces of employee leasing, the payroll and the HR, uh, and the 401, obviously, you can, you know, that goes from any state to state, wherever you want to be. Mm -hmm. How many states do you actually operate in job? Right now, we're in 22. We have leased employees in 22 states. 22 states. Wow, that's a lot of different uh, payroll taxes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Um, you know, just, just in the state of Ohio, on any given quarter, we'll pay upwards of 200 local tax municipalities just in Ohio. So uh, when we start looking at statewide, it's a, it's a, a Herculean task. Yes, payroll is a uh, product like that. And this this last major business of yours is the uh, managed care organization. Uh, how long have you actually been in that business? This is our second year. Uh, managed care organizations came into existence in the state of Ohio approximately 1997, 98, and the whole purpose of it was for the Bureau to actually outsource the paying of workers' comp claims and the management of those claims into the private sector rather than doing it themselves, which they had done from day one. Mm -hmm. And they have found it to be uh, much more efficient. Um, the Bureau has a lot less employees that are involved with that area, and, and now it's all outsourced. The Bureau does work as a partner with the MCOs um, on all of our procedures and guidelines, and they set all the guidelines for us, and then we we follow those guidelines um, as per their regulations and rules. Um, but that being said, our our task, our whole goal at that point is once somebody has an injury, 
is to make sure that we manage, case manage that claim medically and lost time uh, to get a person back to work as soon as possible and not to let um, issues arise in the area of, say, uh, drug abuse. Uh, someone has an injury and they're prescribed prescription drugs, we control those, we monitor those so they don't get out of hand and somebody may, not, somebody may end up in a situation they don't want to be in on prescription drugs. So do you have uh, doctors on your staff? Yes, we do. We have doctors. We have doctors that review for us, and we also have a uh, medical uh, director, uh, <clears throat> Dr. Hernandez, who is in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, so you actually do the MCO work all over the state of Ohio as well. Yeah, we're in all 88 counties, and uh, our medical director, Dr. Hernandez, is actually a pain management specialist. So he reviews our very tough claims and makes recommendations on how to further uh, manage a chronic and ongoing condition. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen too often. Unfortunately, it does. <laughs> I guess that's the nature of the game. Yes, it is. Well, what we're going to do is take a short break, and we'll be right back with John after a couple of uh, short commercials. Hi, I'm Mike Roth, founder and president of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. You've been listening to me talk about sales, growth, and development for years. Now, listen to what my clients have to say. I'm Eric Harding of Lear Capital, the leaders in tangible wealth protection, gold and silver. I've been a client of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates for over nine years. Even in these tough economic times, our business continues to thrive. In fact, I'm having a record year. Mike has really done one heck of a great job with my sales process. I want to thank the folks at Sandler for all of their help. If you want help on owning the right forms of gold and silver, call Mike. He'll give you my number. Then ask Mike how he can help you have a record year in 2009. To find out more about Sandler Training and how it might grow your business, contact us at 513-646-6523. That's 513-646-6523 or visit us at RothConsulting.net. Well, we're back here with John Caccaro of EPC. John, you've run the company for more than 10 years now. Yes. Uh, There's some good times, and you've probably seen at least two little dips in our economy. Uh, actually, we have, and to be honest with you, those are some of our best years. How does that work? Well, it's pretty interesting um, you know, when when everybody was making you know lots of money and uh, businesses were doing well and owners were very busy fulfilling orders and services and we would call and say, well, hey, we have this product and we think we could save you some money in these areas, and they were always, well, we're really busy, call back, call back, call back, and well, you know, all of a sudden things started going the other way. In 2008 and 9, the economy started dipping, and people were laying people off left and right. And the next thing they're doing is they're looking for any way to save money. So the funny part was in 2008 and 9 when we would start calling saying, "Hey, we can think we think we can save you some money." The next question is, "Can you when can you come?" Mm -hmm. So instead of being uh, uh, not being able to talk to the people we needed to talk to, all of a sudden these appointments became very uh, very quickly. And once we got in front of the uh, the clients, potential clients, and we showed them our programs and showed them what the savings would be, they were, you know, they were very excited about these programs, and we actually had our best years of growth in two, between 2008 and 2010, actually. 
I wish everyone could say that. Yeah, there wasn't many people that could say that, and everybody else was laying people off, and we were hiring them left and right. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're one of the ones that are doing the hiring. That's great. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit more about how you go to market? Well, one of the things that we do is you know, we want to search for um, people who really need our service, who we think that will best fit what, we're, what we have to offer. And we look for different areas. We are partnered um, with different organizations. Uh, we're partnered with the Greater Cleveland Auto Dealers. We're partnered with the HBA here in Cincinnati, the Home Builders Association, mm-hmm. sure. uh, Chamber, Sharonville Chamber, Westchester Chamber, Hamilton Chamber. We work very closely with our partners, and we try to help each other out, obviously. But um, that's one of the resources that the Chambers will have to turn to us to help new potential uh, clients for them, they'll say we have these services, and you know we think that John's company can help you out. That's good. That's good. Uh, in the marketplace, what are the obstacles you see that your that your team runs into? Uh, probably lack of understanding of what it is that we can actually offer. Uh, as you know, running your own company, I notice running mine that there's a lot of people that call you every day and trying to sell you something. Mm-hmm. And one of those biggest obstacle, obstacles is is to try to differentiate what we do from our competitors. Our advantage, obviously, is we're not just calling as a one-item um, provider. We can offer multiple products to our clients and that's probably one of the biggest things that we have a hard time is just getting in front of the decision maker so they can actually see what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. Is your business seasonal anyway? No. Uh, we actually have a an, uh, we do have a little bit of an uptick in, in uh, volume come the end of the year for January 1st, which right. is just kind of a natural progression for people who are in calendar years. Um, but uh, pretty much all in all, we stay busy all year round putting on new clients. Okay. So... In the, in the bigger scheme of things, uh, it would seem like the payroll companies would seem to be uh, a competitor, and other companies in workers' comp, you, you kind of bring that all together in one place and make it easier for companies to do business with one vendor? That's correct. Uh, we have found many times there's companies, national companies, who um, come into Ohio and they say they have a workers' comp program, and what actually happens, we find out they're not getting the clients aren't properly getting the discounts that they really need to get because the other companies don't understand um, Ohio's uniqueness. So by going through us, we can make sure not only you're getting the best prices on your payroll and accuracy, but we're also guaranteeing that you get your best uh, discounts possible on the workers' comp. Now, in the workers' comp, you brought up a good point. Are companies getting a discount because they're part of your 40,000 employees in one group? or is it broken backwards based on the industry that they're in? Well, there's an asphalt company with workers who work with hot asphalt get the same discount that I would where we're a white-collar office-based business? Uh, more than likely, no. Uh, it does happen. And we're, you have to think of insurance, and you have to think of claims and how those claims come about and reserves and the cost and so forth. So if you have a construction company who's very clean in their claims, they will actually be grouped together with possibly white-collar uh, restaurants, um, uh, any kind of you know, low-maintenance-type service companies that, uh, that that are out there. 
I'm just laughing because I was once canceled uh, by my uh, office property casualty and liability company because they said sales training centers are high-risk endeavors and we're canceling you. <laughs> that is True story. That is funny. I can't imagine that. But um, no, you would not be considered high-risk in our business. Yeah, well, they did. I said goodbye. <laughs> Called the guys who insured my car and say, hey, you want my business as well? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and they gave me a lower price than the national company that had my policy in the first place. Uh, what are the opportunities you see in the marketplace, John? Oh, for us, there's just it's just tremendous. Um, if you look at the overall just state of Ohio, for instance, there's approximately 325,000 registered companies with the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation. And out of those 325,000, um, we actually represent maybe 1,000, 1,200 companies. So um, we have a long way to go to, to conquer our, uh, our our own state. So so you sell all over the state of Ohio? Yes. Of Ohio. So yes. you have people in, in different cities as well as Cincinnati? Right. We have offices in Columbus, Cleveland, as well as Westchester. Okay. There's nothing in Toledo? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I think there is nothing in Toledo. <laughs> I was just there yesterday. <laughs> There's okay. a lot of cornfields between here and Toledo. <laughs> there are a lot of cornfields between here and Toledo. Uh, now, here, here's a tough question, John. If I could wave a magic wand over your head and solve the biggest business development issue for you and your, and your people, what issue would I solve? What issues would I solve? Hmm. Run that past me again. Let's pretend I took a magic wand out of my, my pocket. I always seem to have one handy. Too bad this isn't television. There we go. There's the magic wand. Oh, you really do. <laughs> <laughs> and we wave it over your head and it solves the three or four biggest business development issues that, that are holding back your company. Because you only have a thousand of the forty thousand companies in the state of Ohio. What problems would I cure? Um, probably we would like to have, obviously, is more sales growth. More sales growth? Mm-hmm. And there again, it's a matter of finding the right people, mm. the right training, and give them the development and the background they need so when they do talk to potential clients, they're getting the message on track the first time. Um, we have had a lot of salespeople that come, and six months later, they just do not have a clue, and it's just not working out. So it takes us a special individual. Uh, we currently are very blessed with a very good sales crew. Uh, we're always looking to add to it. And um, one of the things, you you know, you have to have a lot of uh, good common sense to do this. And you have to be willing to, you know, to work hard and learn a lot. Um, after 32 years, I've learned a lot in a lot of different areas, obviously. And, you know, when we look at our company and we have HR, payroll, workers' comp, employee leasing. I'm also licensed for health insurance, and we offer benefits that way, too. You know, at one point I used to do all those, and now I've got a team of 40 that does it. So I know what it takes to learn every one of those jobs, and sometimes my office forgets that I know how to do those things. And <laughs> I can, yeah, I have to remind them I used to do that. So <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's important. Probably in our management program, which ran earlier this week, uh, how do I find and hire a caliber talent? As salespeople is the number one question that comes up 
each and every month, each and every month. Company owners tell me they want to hire only the A players. And, you know, where do you find those people? You know, how do you find those people? And that's our biggest probably obstacle in, in getting that answer, that question answered. That's a tough, tough thing to do. Well, I'll tell you that they're out there. Uh, most most of our, our experience with the eight players is that they're, they're smart people. They have high IQs. They can actually think on their feet. And you probably won't find their resumes on places like Mazda.com or CareerBuilder. They're either happily employed where they are and you can't drag them away, or B, their boss did something stupid like cut their co- commission in half and say, to make what you made last year, you have to sell twice as much this year. But they're smart people and they know their business, so they stay where they are and they, they talk to people like me and say, Mike, who do you know? that's looking for a great salesperson like me. But keep it quiet. I don't want to let anybody know. Uh, We just had a fellow like that left one major heating air conditioning company, wound up with a great position in in another one. Uh, Happens all the time. Uh, We'll be back in a couple of minutes. We're going to take a short break. I'm here with John Caro of uh, Employer's Choice Plus. We're listening to a sound of the Hi, this is Bill McCreary with Sandler Training, and I'm here today to talk to you about Sandler Rule Number 7, which says, you don't have to like prospecting, you just have to do it. In fact, show me a salesperson that says they like making cold calls, and I'll show you someone that's probably never made any. If you think about it, when people say they're okay making cold calls or prospecting, what it really means is I'm okay prospecting in order to meet my objectives. Now, as I say that, I picture the salesperson dialing the telephone, hoping no one will pick up the phone, or the person driving around the business park for an hour trying to muster up the courage to talk to some stranger. Fair to say those are the wrong objectives. And ironically, whether you make calls or whether you don't make calls, you're still going to feel pressure. The second part there means that there's now going to be some income crisis, which means it's difficult to sleep at night. Simply think of prospecting as simply the act of finding new prospects very much like being part of a Coast Guard search and rescue team who's looking for a a small raft of of shipwreck survivors on a vast ocean. As they search, it'll be a long and arduous and difficult process. may take hours, but they don't abandon the cause. In fact, as they search, they'll see objects in the ocean that'll serve as a distraction, other ships. That's likely to happen with you. When you're prospecting, know that there will also be distractions, people who aren't prospects for you, who, if you're not careful, will prevent you from making your calls. And your goal is to simply separate those people who are suspects from your true prospects. Just know that you'll encounter people every day that aren't prospects for you. In fact, most of the people that you call will be either unwilling 
are unable to buy your product or service on any given day. Think of cold calling as a, a selection process. In fact, next time you make calls, pretend that you're a fisherman casting a net. You must begin to cast your net with a consistency that borders on obsession. After all, that's your job. one or two that'll get a job offer. No kidding. Mm-hmm. That's good news. Only a few people who are listening to this broadcast are going to find out about that. <laughs> or if 100 people show up at your doorstep on Monday, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we have a long, large training room, so. <laughs> okay, yes, I noticed that room. <laughs> a really big room. Okay. Uh in marketing your company because you carry a broad product line. Aside from using your, I'm going to call them strategic relationships with chambers of commerce or other organizations like Home Builders uh, Association, what else do you guys do? Um, for the last two years, we have actually, actually this is our, th- this is our third year of, of doing it, we have been developing our own telemarketing department, and we've learned a lot over the last couple of years period. And this was the most successful year that we've ever had with telemarketing. Um, every year in Ohio, we are soliciting for what's called workers' compensation group rating clients, and it's a very That's long. A mouthful, by the way. Yes, it is. <laughs> Why don't you tell everyone who's listening exactly what that means? In the state of Ohio. Um, they have an option which is called group rating, which in which you can get um, companies that are homogeneous or in like kind, and we can group them together to get a better discount. Um, insurance pools do it um, in the uh, other states outside of Ohio. Um, Aetna, the MetLife, and whoever carries workers' comp will take pools of companies who have uh, better than average uh, claims costs, and they will lump them together to get a better discount. Well, Ohio has allowed that now for about 20 years, and that's a big piece of our business in the fall. So we ramp up very heavily in the telemarketing. This past year, we had about 12 telemarketers working on this project. In years past, we've had anywhere from three to six people. So we actually built a new building, which are, you came in and saw our new offices around yeah, there. And, beautiful building. And we were able to include a whole telemarketing department, and um, it just worked out really well. Uh, that telemarketing company, in a very short period, about two or three months, actually increased our sales by about 500 new clients. Wow. So it was very, very good. But we still have a long way to go. We have a lot to learn. Um, our marketing every year is changing. Uh, marketing is an ever-changing situation. When you have so many product lines, it's, sometimes it's hard to decipher where you're going to put your money. And which one of these product lines are you going to develop, 
get the print, the media, get the word out? Do you do t- uh, tele or um, radio? Do you have your um, own public relations person? Um, yeah, we we do. We've had different ones in the past, and um, um, some of them have worked out better than others. But um, we some companies your size would, would farm that out to a PR agency. Yes, I mean we. Like, uh, Eisen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been familiar. Matter of fact, um, Eisen. Uh, we have used Eisen in the past, and they were very beneficial in helping us develop new materials for some of the new companies that we have. Yeah, Roger is a fault to come on our show. Oh, has he really? Yeah. Oh, I know Roger really well. Good. You have to tell him. <laughs> I will. I tell him to get, get over here. Yeah. Uh, I even offered to do a show for him. He apparently does some uh, podcast in Cleveland. Oh, does he really? Yeah, for a Smart Money magazine. I'll be darned. Yeah. The guest we had in here yesterday uh, was... Uh, Dave Goodwin from ATC, and his company does uh, a lot of cloud computing work and cloud uh, voice over IP-based telephony systems, which only led me to the thought process, since you had the tele- telesales department in-house, is that with a premises-based system or is that a voice over IP system where you don't know? We use the telephone. How does that sound like? Telephone. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They all have their own line. They all have their own line. That's good. Does that, does that help? That helps a okay. little bit. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing on the Internet today. Because you have all these various companies. that uh, you have a website uh, for each company? Um, we actually do. Uh, the different co- We have one. Uh, under the heading of Employer's Choice Plus, you will find multiple companies. You'll find the employee leasing, the payroll, uh, the HR, the workers' comp, all those will be lumped together. Um, our sister company, the MCO, uh, Workstar Health Services, now that is a separate entity which has its own separate website and, and uh, its own, actually it runs its own programs and marketing on its own. That's really impressive legal requirements. That's correct. In Ohio, there again, there's rules and regulations we, we need to follow very closely. Once upon a time, we had an MCO client too. Oh, <laughs> Really strange. We spent seemed like we spent ten months a year prepping for the two month battle. That's correct, and we're coming up on that battle. Matter of fact, uh, May of every two years, once every two years, we get a chance to market to new clients, and that's the only time we're allowed to do it. So we are in that charge right now, getting ready for the upcoming month. That's good. That's good. Let's take a, a short break. And then we'll be back with John Carroll. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are you hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513 646 6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth, back here with John Caparo, and uh, 
I had to mention two things that are coming up since this is a live broadcast. Next week, the Claremont County Business Expo. They're going to have Mike LaRosa as a luncheon speaker from 11.30 to 1. Uh, some business uh, briefings during the course of the afternoon. It'll naturally be a trade show with about 100 booths. If you want to meet me there, tell, tell me you heard this radio show and I'll give you one of Sandler's new books, Sandler Insights. The, uh, the book won't be handed to you. You'll be giving me your business card, and we will be getting the book to you as the 17th of April is the release date. If you want the newest Sandler book, go out to Amazon on the 17th and order a copy. Order 100 copies. That will make it a lot better. I'm trying to make it a... We are... It will make it a bestseller, the same way we made the Sandler Rules book a bestseller about a year and a half ago. The second event I wanted to tell everyone about is the Cold Call Camp that I'm doing here at the Training Center on the 25th of this month, April. It's an all-day event. We will take people on through how to get by gatekeepers, how to build three superior scripts for the contact, and five methods of how to break other people's voicemail so they call you back. Men, you'll get at least 70% of the people to call you back. Women in our audience, you'll get someplace between 80 and 90% of the people to call you back. Now, that's within 24 business hours. 50% uh, of those calls will come in the first two hours. Uh, at the end of that, that's an all-day program, John, from, uh, from 3 to 5 p.m., those people are brave enough to stay. They bring a list of 10 prospects that they've never spoken to before, and they will call them from the training center. We will record the calls and debrief what happened. We do it in groups of three, so you're not alone. And uh, we, we keep score and discover that over time, 50% of the calls that are made get completed on the first attempt or within that eight-hour window. So uh, there is a small charge for that. You can call us here at 513-753-9400 and speak to me or Carmen, and we'll give you the full details. Or you can go out to our website, rothconsulting.net, and click on the cold call camp. Or if you want to listen to some of the other episodes that we've recorded, go out to our website and top center button, you'll have a box that pops down so you can listen to any of the previous recordings and put yourself on the, the list of people who are notified about upcoming live broadcasts. John, we were talking about how you go to market. Why don't you tell us about some of the best things that you think your company has done over the past four or five years? The things that work best. Um, like we were talking about, the telemarketing obviously was one of them that, that worked really well for us. Um, one other technique that we've used that we've had a lot of success with is uh, we do some direct mailers followed up by phone calls with the salespeople, um, sometimes also the telemarketing. Um, one of the ways in Ohio is kind of unique since there is a way for us to actually uh, look at someone's workers' comp history and their claims, 
if we just ask them for their permission to review their situation, we're actually allowed to obtain information from Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation, review their claims, do an analysis, and we call it a free analysis. And then we actually have a really good reason to meet with somebody. And at that point, they're obviously very willing to meet with us and they want to find the results of any way that we can help them save money. Uh, the Bureau has so many different programs out there and so many different ways that you can create savings. And the, the average company and the average person dealing with it just does not um, up with all the changes in the laws and the new regs. So that's one of the reasons why we've had a lot of success doing that, just the one-on-one, -on -one, making that uh, that one-on-one -on -one contact. So even a company that's uh, in a chamber of commerce where they're getting some discount based on being in the chamber, uh, they can actually do better by working with a company like yours outside of the chamber relationship that they have? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah, there's just there's so many different ways, and there's so many different levels of credits. And um, when we come in and we do our analysis, you know, maybe they could have settled a workers' comp claim that didn't get settled. By doing it, it would give them a higher discount um, or even get them into group rating. Um, there's just many, many different areas that we look at and research uh, to try to get them a better workers' comp rate. So we do that a lot of times. There's a lot of companies in Ohio that work with other, what we call TPAs or third-party administrators, and we come in and, and do an analysis even if they're with somebody else. So sometimes if a company is with a chamber or another third-party administrator, they can save money by changing? Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, we'll come in, we'll do an analysis, show them where... Uh, something that could have been done differently or just done a little bit better. And by doing those few things, they're taking part in some different programs that the Bureau has. One of the great programs the Bureau has is what's called the 15K program. That allows employers in the state of Ohio to actually pay for the first $15,000 in claims costs out of their own pocket. So by doing that, it doesn't turn into um, the, the claim is still filed with the Bureau, <clears throat> but the cost associated with it doesn't go into the client's experience and does not get uh, in, and doesn't result in any kind of reserves or other issues that come up with the claim being in there. So normally we find ratios of four to one, anywhere to ten to one, meaning that for every dollar that the bureau pays out on a claim, they charge you back four to ten times as much as the claim cost itself. So that's one factor and one way of employers reducing their premiums in which they pay to the state of Ohio. So once you disclose this information from your analysis to the uh, client, prospective client for you, they don't take that information back to their old provider and say, why, why couldn't you do this for me? A lot of those other providers just don't provide that service. They don't want to. There's a lot of rules and regulations involved, and the biggest one involved with that particular program, believe it or not, is Medicaid reporting. Um, Medicaid reporting has become a very big issue um, all across the U.S., and an example of that would be someone who is entitled to workers' comp, mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, they're either on Social Security disability, they've uh, reached the age of 62 or 65, and they're actually eligible to, to be retired. And what happens is we end up uh, having to watch those costs because if an employer fails to report those issues to the Medicaid and they're in this 15K program, mm -hmm. there's fines up to $1,000 to $10,000 per day. Uh, because what was happening, Medicare was actually paying 
workers' comp in Ohio's claims. So they're trying to recover those those costs. So people who qualify for Medicaid become disabled. They would fall into workers' comp in the state of Ohio. And that person will be paid twice? Yes, exactly. Once for Medicaid and once for the state of Ohio. That's correct. Uh, so that's how uh, that could happen. An interesting problem. Yes, it is. So there again, you have to really know what you're doing, and not all third-party administrators will do that process that we do for our clients. We always try to do, you know, just a little bit above and beyond what it takes to uh, to give that better service. Now, if that client was in your uh, employee leasing company, how would that affect it? Uh, we just automatically take care of all that for them, and it's all behind the scenes, and they would just never even know it happened. Okay, so it just result in lower costs. Yes, overall, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, I think a lot of employers, whether they're white collar or manufacturing, are looking for that uh, lower cost of doing business. Every, yeah, anywhere they can, any area. Um, you know, a lot of times we call on a prote- our uh, prospective client, and they said, "Let's you know sit down, and take a look at because we're reviewing everything, not just this area, but <clears throat> all of our vendors that we deal with." Other industries that you don't work in. Um, no, we, we, we handle, there's called the industry codes and there's 10 industry codes in Ohio and we represent what we call from uh, landscapers to lawyers. There are only 10 industries in Ohio? 10 industry groups. Oh, groups. Yes, yeah, groups. Okay. I guess the law profession might be the most dangerous one to work with. <laughs> Which one? I'm sorry. Was law, it? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, a tough profession. Now, as a CEO of, of your company, why don't you tell us about what kind of groups you personally belong to? Uh, well, or participating. Um, as far as we're, we're already, you know, like I said, we're in the chambers and we're in the, the associations and so forth that we participate with. Um, but you're not personally in something like a Rotary Club? Oh, myself personally? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I thought you were talking about Well, as a company, you could be in a Rotary Club, too. Yes. Uh, yeah, we do work with uh, different types of organizations. My, you know, Personally, I guess you're talking about my, my wife and I both are um, big supporters of some of the local charities and groups that, that we do participate in. Mm-hmm. Are there any particular that you'd like to mention? Uh, one of our favorites is One Way Farm in Hamilton. Um, I remember, I'm sure you know Joe, Joe Nuxall, and sure, uh, sure. that was one of his legacies and one of the uh, places that he worked very closely with up in the Hamilton area. Yeah, I know Barbara Condo real well. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Okay, well, great. Um, so that happens to be one of our favorites, and my wife's favorite, obviously, is the SPCA. And anything to do with um, dogs and rescue and animals and rescue, her and my son both are very much involved with those um, those type of uh, programs. Yeah, we used to, uh, in our training classes, we uh, we have probably 15 forbidden words that hurt sales, and we post them up in the classroom, and when someone says one of those words, the other people in the classroom ring a bell, and the guy or lady who said the word has to put a dollar into the envelope the charity. 
uh, for many years, we used uh, the One Way Quad as the charity. I'll be darned. Yeah. And then, uh, I guess about two or three years ago, uh, the Rotary Club was trying, it has been trying to wipe out polio. And we're an inch away from wiping it out of the world. We switched to uh, wiping out polio as a charity of choice. But it's getting close, so. That's awesome. I I never knew that. Polio is a terrible disease. Yeah, I didn't know it was that close to being wiped out. Yeah, I think they're they're down to three countries. and uh, In in India, I think they're down to two provinces. That's unbelievable. Yeah. A lot of money came from uh, the Bill Gates, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Ford Foundation, uh, a couple of years ago. uh, I got Sandler Corporate to support the... uh, Rotary by making a rather large contribution and uh, got the Gates Foundation to match it and then got the Ford Foundation to match the Gates Sandler <laughs> Foundation. So that, that was like a, a real triple play. Yeah, that is. Uh, that, that, was, uh, that was real good. We're going to take a short uh, break here and we'll be back in a moment. Hi, I'm Mike Roth, founder and president of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. You've been listening to me talk about sales, growth, and development for years. Now, listen to what my clients have to say. Hi, I'm Rick Myronfeld, mortgage loan officer at U.S. Bank Home Mortgage. It's no secret that these are volatile times in the financial community. I recognized that I needed help. A business associate highly recommended Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Best business advice that I have ever received. What a difference Mike Roth at Sandler Training has made in my life. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. You've heard what my clients have to say. To find out more about Sandler Training and how it might grow your business, contact us at 513-646-6523. That's 513-646-6523. Or visit us at www.rothconsulting.net. Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Hi, I'm Gary Harvey with Sandler Training. I'm here to discuss with you today rule number four, a decision not to make a decision is making a decision. Have you ever yourself, have you gone out shopping for something, you had a salesperson show you whatever it is you're looking for, and you really have an interest to buy, but you're not really sure. Flip side, you may actually realize you really don't want to buy it, but you don't want to hurt their feelings. So you use the most proverbial words in sales that salespeople don't want to hear, but they're willing to accept called the proverbial think it over. I'm a firm believer in all the salespeople that I have coached throughout my career that that really is a code for the word a slow no. I had a client recently that was proposing a fairly large project to a prospect. Prospect said, gee, you looked interesting. We have a lot of interest in what you're offering. And by the way, we really like you. So one of the things that made him feel like I've got it. So they said, let us get back to you the next week. But this looks really good, but we do need to think it over. We're a firm believer at Sandler Training that if it's going to be a think it over, nine out of ten times, it's going to be a no, but they don't want to tell you that. We're also firm believers that if it's going to be a no, we all know this intellectually, don't we? We want to know right up front. But emotionally, we don't want to hear those words. 
So plant your feet, stay on your ground, and be willing to say to a potential client, with all due respect, Mr. or Mrs. Prospect, that decision not to make a decision really is making a decision, and it's a no in my world, and it's okay to tell me that. determination and um, competitiveness, uh, determination, willing to work hard, and sometimes it's just not even about the money with them. It's more about the challenge and getting um, getting that challenge to overcome and getting to the next level. And that's something that's hard to see in an interview on a piece of paper. You just don't know if it's there or not, and sometimes... You don't know until you bring them in. And well, I have something that costs people a lot of a lot of money. Uh, probably five or six years ago, uh, Sandler developed a version of the profiles from one of our local companies called the Divine Group. Now they call themselves Wingnut to measure the key characteristics of successful salespeople. I think the characteristic that you're talking about is one that we find extremely important, extremely important, drive and ambition. A rep who doesn't have that probably won't make it. Or if they do make it, it's going to be excruciatingly difficult. I like it to be a little bit easier. And uh, at the other side of the, uh, the spectrum, we have uh, a characteristic that I always recommend people stay away from when the pe- person is terribly low. We call that vitality. A sales rep who doesn't have the energy to do the job every day, I think it's over from the start. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. One time a company owner had me profile his, uh, his son, 21-year-old gentleman, looked like a football player, and his vitality score on a scale of uh, 0 to 9 was a 0 or a 1. <laughs> and I said to the young man, how many hours a night do you sleep? And he says, 12 or 13. <laughs> his dad is sitting in that, that chair over there, and his mouth is hanging open. And I said to him, uh, are you feeling depressed? The 21-year-old says, yeah, I've been feeling depressed. My girlfriend left me. I lost my job as a truck driver, dropped out of college. This poor gentleman was terribly depressed. He would not have made a good salesperson at his dad's company. No, I don't think so. Yeah. That was a a trip to our EMDR therapist. That, That stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. We all have messages in our brain which are 
not appropriate messages that were filed there when we were four, five, 12 years of age, which were appropriate at that age, but the emotional charged message is no longer appropriate. Uh, so we sent, sent this fellow out. He needed uh, a lot of help. It wasn't appropriate for sales. Driving ambition is a critical ingredient. Uh, the other one I tell people to look for is control and close. And, you know, that's easily seen if the candidate asks you for the job by the time he's ready to leave. Easy to detect that one. Yes, he's asking for the close right there. Hey, you want to hire closers, right? That's right. Uh, closers make money for themselves and they make money for, for the companies they're with. And in some of the time this left, John, why don't you tell people how to contact you and your people to find out about services that your company would offer for them. Okay. How they could save money. Very good. Uh, like Mike said, we are located in Westchester, Ohio. Uh, for those who don't know where that is, that's between Dayton and Cincinnati, Ohio. We're just about dead center in between the two. Our area code is 513. Our number is 755 77. Uh, let me see, 755 <laughs> I know, and I don't call myself very often, so that's a problem. Seven five five seven seven one nine, and our sales manager in the workers' comp is Paul Holiday, and our sales manager for the payroll department is Brian Moore. And you can find out a lot more about us on our website. Go to ecp.com, and you will find all kinds of information on employers' choice and all of our different and various programs. So it sounded to me like John. Most of your new clients are going to be clients that want to save money on whether it's payroll, HR services, workers' comp, or... Employee leasing. Employee leasing. There you go. Managed care. Managed care organization. It's a little bit different because um, there's no savings there because it doesn't cost anything. That's given to the employers free with their workers' comp premiums in the state of Ohio. So that's that's a that's a freebie. That's a freebie. That's an easy one. All you do is sign a piece of paper, and away you go. And that that enrollment period. That begins um, actually on the 30th of April, and will go through May 25th. So that's the time if uh, someone's looking for a new MCO or they want to just find out more about other choices, that's the time to call. And if someone wanted to change their workers' comp, are they locked in? No, that's something that can be changed any time that they would like. So that could change any day? Any day, any time, absolutely. That's great. John, thanks for joining us. Thank John, you for having me. Take it away. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.